Welcome everybody to another SU Oddities. In this one, we're going to give you some step-by-step things on actually how to astral travel. Uh, this is something that I think I experienced as strange as it sounds as a kid. Um, I, I can't explain it any other way. It, it, either it was the most vivid dream I've ever had or... Uh, or it was astral travel. But nonetheless, there are ways to get ready and steps to prepare yourself. And so we will document them here. Hope you enjoy. Have you ever had an out-of-body experience that allowed you to see yourself through a different lens of consciousness? Now, imagine intentionally inviting your consciousness to leave your body in order to have new experiences and explore faraway places. Astral projection is act of your spirit, a.k.a. the astral body, leaving your physical body while you are either sleeping or in a deeply meditative state. It has been recorded that during these experiences, people can astral project to different parts of the world, which similar to remote viewing, actually, to be honest with you, and based on some accounts, even different planes of existence. If you're interested in astral projecting or have an out-of-body experience, allow us to explain how this all works. Astral projection has been documented in several cultures dating back to ancient Egyptian times. They would refer to the astral body as Ka. In the Quran or Quran, the Prophet Muhammad astral travels on the second leg of his journey from Mecca to Jerusalem and then Jerusalem to the heavens. Humans have been practicing astral travel since the beginning of time, so how can we partake in this mystical experience in the modern world? Funny you should ask. Less likely an involuntary out-of-body experience that is sudden, unplanned, and has recognition from the medical community, astral projection is considered a more intentional and spiritual experience for those who partake. Much like disassociation, it has been said that by many spiritual healers that astral projecting without intention can lead to a sense of losing control. However, in order to astral project safely, aligning your energetic points and connecting with your chakras is the most surefire way to prevent yourself from having a scary or out-of-control experience. If you are confronted with difficult situations during astral projection, you may feel like you are losing touch with yourself and reality as a whole. In order to have a safe experience and get the most that you can from astral projection, approach this practice with openness, intention, and an easeful mind. And although there is no recognition for the medical field about astral projection being physically possible, The profound and life-changing effects on the awareness of those who practice astral travel have shared many to encourage you to entertain this ancient, mystical, and spiritually strengthening practice, which, again, um, this is just methods. There's different ways to do it. This has been going on, and it's been written in documents for thousands of years. Um, It's just very, this is where, you know, mankind has toyed with exactly what the spirit, what the soul is, or what it has become, and of course, you know, we... That, that morphs into, uh, into astral travel. So here's some uh, steps to help you do that. And this goes along with anything. We talk about this on the podcast. And, you know, look, it, a lot of it is intention. To have the right frame of mind and the right uh, frame of thought is very important on a lot of things you do, even in just a physical realm, whether it's work, whether it's a hobby, whether it's personal things. You know, really setting yourself up to, to have that positive enforcement in your brain is tough, but needed at times to get through the life that we have. And so, first of all, you got to set your intention. Call upon your spirit guides, angels, or whatever higher power you believe in. It's up to you to protect, uh, protect you and your energy on this journey. 
You can also envision a protective circle of white light if spiritual beings do not resonate with you. As noted above, you do not want to astral project without uh, an intention because, again, it goes back to lose control. And a real quick note, too, and, and just to throw a name out there, if you guys, I'm sure a lot of you listeners uh, knew who Shirley MacLaine was. If you don't, she's an she's a, uh, older actress, been around for a long time, but she was really, really deep in the New Age, and she documented her astral travel almost like when she was leaving the body that she could see a silver thread. That silver thread is what tied her to her physical being. Um, and at times it got so taut that she was afraid that it would break. And that's again, goes back to that. Make sure you have control when you do this. Um, just throwing it out there because it was a very, it was kind of a neat way to, to kind of paint a picture to think of it like that. You still are tied in a way with this thread. So you're not completely lost. Um, and then after the steps, I, I've got something else too that, uh, that I'll throw on you guys, uh, my experience, basically. Uh, step two, relax your body. Of course, if you have set your intentions, the next step is to lay down or sit in a comfortable position, putting on white noise, binaural beats, or any other sounds that are just neutral, just to get your consciousness into a meditative state. Uh, meditate and align your energy points. Again, some of you may or may not believe in chakras. Uh, personally, with me, the jury's out. I really don't know if there's anything to them. Um, but if there are, this is what you want to focus on. You want to focus on your chakras and each part of your body, starting from your feet all the way up to the very tip top of your head. Each part of your body is associated with a different energy point as per the theory of chakras. Each time you exhale, tell yourself, Body's relaxing, I'm ready to experience this, and allow that sensation of vibration to actually cover your entire body. Again, a lot of this is just set yourself up for success, get rid of thoughts that don't need to be there, get yourself pointed in what you're about to experience as a whole and try to keep your mind focused on that. Uh, you want to visualize the room that you're in with great detail. Um, bring all your awareness up to your third eye, which again, space right in between your eyebrows and the center of your forehead goes back to chakra. Uh, picture where you are with as much detail as possible and fixate on one specific point. Allow the visual of yourself inside the room to appear. If you not can get out of your body and see yourself, you can use the rope method, kind of what I was talking about with Shirley MacLaine, visualizing a rope hanging from the ceiling and using this to pull yourself out of your body so you can see yourself beneath you. When you can see yourself, you're now having an out-of-body experience, and this is the beginning of the astral travel. Uh, step five, you want to explore the astral plane. Now that you have left your body, allow yourself to explore with curiosity and without any motive or plan. Wander and allow yourself to see where you are taken. For time, you can start to set plans on where you would like to travel before you drop into astral projection. Again, there's a really fine line between this and what remote viewing is, um, which, you know, of course, the government uh, has studied for years. And, and I do believe in remote viewing just because some of the guests that we've had on the show and, and the experiences that, uh, that I've had, you know, and with Josh and John as well. Uh, step six on this, return to your body. When you're ready to come back, bring your attention back to your body and notice the sensation of where you sit, uh, your fingers, make sure that you, you basically sense your physicality pretty much. Um, and then you can start drawing your attention back and think about, okay, where was I at? Um, call back your energy and also just go through that step to make sure you just acclimate yourself to physical reality again, right? And then lastly, of course, you want to wake up and reflect. A lot of this is when you do ask for travel, um, it, it, look, there's a reason you do it. And you want to focus on that. You want to reflect on where you went steps you to what you saw and you want to do it when it's fresh in your mind. Um, if not, you lose a lot of that. It, it kind of goes back to, for those of us who have very, very vivid um, creative dreams, 
And that's a lot of that, man, those dreams. I mean, I used to keep a notepad by my nightstand. Um, they would be so vivid. But, you know, I, if I went back to sleep and woke up the next day, I, I wouldn't remember it. I mean, it was vaguely there, but not in detail. And so I kind of got into the practice of making sure that while it's fresh in the mind, you know, you want to write that stuff down. Anyway, that's the steps for astral travel. A couple quick things, a quick story that I'll tell you guys. I might have told on the podcast, but uh, this was my experience with it. I was young. I was a teenager, like 14, 15 years old. Uh, and at the time, my uncle had a bar that was about 12, 14 miles away in this little town called Victor. And, you know, and I knew it. You know, mom would do the, the books and the counting there. And so, like, after school, I'd walk the bar, play Donkey Kong, wait for mom to get all the counting done, talk to my uncle, and then, you know, go home. So I was familiar with it. You know, I... I in Montana back in those days, a bar was kind of a place where it was kind of a family hangout. I know it sounds weird, but, you know, he did like Christmas parties for the kids. And it was just, it was a different uh, time, let's say. And then, of course, add to Montana, you know, it changes. Montana rules are different from the rest of the world, I, I, I feel. But anyway, I digress. Again, I've had vivid dreams my whole life. One of these dreams, I, I actually I felt myself leaving my body, flying, and I remember going across uh, Victor Crossing, which was a road that tied east side and west side together. I remember seeing the river, and I mean, I was literally like flying, like the flying nun. I was a Peter Pan or whatever you want to say. And I got to Victor, I got to the town, and I could see Garfield Cafe, and I could see the cantina, and eventually I just landed right inside the doorway uh, to my uncle's bar. And I remember walking around. I remember it was just him. There was nobody in there. It was like a Monday night. It was slow. There was a pool cue that was leaning against the wall. And I had turned around because I thought I heard him say something or I thought he saw me. And again, as far as I know, I'm just dreaming this. It's not a big deal. And I had tripped over the pool cue and it crashed on the floor. And and then I, I kind of, I don't know if it startled me or what happened, but just quick as a flash, I'm out of the bar, I'm in the parking lot, then I'm from the parking lot on the road, and then I'm back in there, and I'm back in my bed, and I wake up, and I'm looking up at my ceiling, like it happened in in just such a, a of a tiny, tiny moment's time. Next day, um, dad had to go there to help Uncle Sam do some things, and I think mom had some things to do with um, accounting or something. Anyway, it was very, very next day. Uh, we went there before the bar opened, and here's Uncle Sam in there, and he's <laughs> he's got a pool cue, and he's re-threading it, and uh, Dad's like, "Oh yeah, how you doing?" He's like, oh, nothing. Some some you know jerk off stepped on this pool cue and broke it last night. And uh, you know, and again, coincidence? Eh, maybe. Um, was it kind of a surreal experience to put those two together? Because instantly that dream, if you want to call it a dream, came back to me. I remember tripping over it. I remember seeing him. I it just fit into this perfect little box that I was just like, wow. I, you know, and again, don't know if it was actually real, but, um, you know, when you experience something like that, sometimes it really hits you pretty solid. And, uh, and I've had other experiences in the Navy, things I can't say. Lastly, I do want to say about astral travel, uh, is for those of you who do dream, for example, you're falling and, and you, I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast knows this, but, uh, the, the, the rumor around this is if you're falling, you wake up just before you hit the ground. That is your your spirit basically coming back to your body. That's you traveling. And in the instance that you actually don't wake up before you hit the ground, you didn't wake up. So uh, urban myth maybe, you know, but I've talked to several experiencers and people who have uh, have experienced that and, and a very profound uh, thing for them. And, and so, you know, when you look at them in the face and they're telling you the story, boy, if they're making it up, they're a pretty good actor as far as I'm concerned. So anyway. 
Oscar uh, Travel, folks, check it out and enjoy it. Uh, maybe something to do on a slow Monday. Close the gates. <laughs>